This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys, welcome back to the Blues Focus channel. Before we get into this podcast, I'd just like to give a big shout out to our current Patreons, which are J.M. Ryle, Simon Evans and Balbo and North. Uh, if you'd like to join those list of names in the brand new Blues Focus Hall of Fame, then please do feel free to subscribe to our Patreon page. It's only a quid um, and you get access to all of our podcasts a few days early, especially the guest pods. Please feel free to subscribe to that. The link will be in the description and it means more than you know. So please just feel free to check that out. It'd be great if you could give us your support. And what's not to like about early access to guest pods? Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get straight into the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod. And also, if you're viewing on YouTube, please remember to subscribe, leave your comments, rate everything that you see, even if it's good, bad or indifferent, and, and your comments, we'll always take those on board. And more and more, we're trying to sort of debate the points that you really want to talk about. Um, we've seen some unbelievable results over recent weeks. The audience is growing, so... Either you like what we're doing or, you know, there's some sort of weird fixation on listening to us every week. But keep it going. Tell your friends and family. Um, we love what we're doing. And there's a, I think from a support point of view, it's uh, it's now coming to a really interesting part of the season. So, so yeah, please do support us. We, we massively appreciate it. Right. As ever, I've got the two Toms with me. How are you, boys? Good, thank you. Cool. Right. Let's get involved. Um Wow. I mean, fortunately, this this seems a reoccurring theme, which I cannot believe I'm saying. So that's two wins in uh, uh, quick succession. So I think first and foremost, let, let's do, I guess, what we, we traditionally do. And, that, and that's let's critique the, the starting lineup that was that was sort of put out there at 2 p.m. Um, Tom, I'll start with you. Initial thoughts when you saw the team sheet. Uh, no, I was quite happy with the lineup. Uh, I think, you know, we finally saw some authority taken with Mikel San Jose and rightly dropped. Um, obviously, we all had the worry that maybe he was being kept in there because of his wages, um, which, you know, is, is always a worrying thing because you, you wonder if people up top are interfering when they shouldn't be, you know, because if people aren't playing well or as they should be, they should be dropped, rightly so, like Adam Clayton has been. 
Uh, but I'm sure he was delighted to put his boyfriend back on the bench for a game. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, overall, I saw, I was quite... I saw it. Carry Sorry, on. I was going to say. I saw him warming up and I could just feel the angst from social media just <laughs> enveloping the pitch. Unbelievable. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was, I was just going to say, overall, I was quite happy with the lineup because we finally developed a consistent start in 11. So, uh, yeah. no, I, I was yeah. quite happy. Positive. Yeah, good. Uh, Tom G, thoughts? Yeah, much, pretty much the same as Tom, really. I think, you know, I said it, said it last week to see us start the same team in two games. And then for a third game in a row, you know, it's something I don't think we've seen it all this season. So, you know, just in terms of consistency and players, you know, building chemistry with each other and, you know, trying to build something, I think, you know, it was bang on really. And I, uh, even though, as I said, I know we lost 3-1 um, in, in midweek, but even with that, I think, you know, the players on the pitch for 60 minutes did a good job against Norwich. And again, they was rewarded with that. Yeah, and, and I think the, the, the key thing for me is, and we've talked about this on previous pods, and it's something I know Tom, Tom's very sort of passionate about, it is when we were, uh, you know, under Rowett, we could 100% sort of within, within the, you know, fractions of maybe one player every five games, we knew who was going to play. Yeah. And it does feel now that we're hitting that sort of stride again, which, Tom G, to your point, you're absolutely bang on to have that consistency. And it's not just from a supporter's point of view, I think from a team point of view, um, I think Martin O'Connor sort of said it in a, in a pod uh, when we talked to him last week, just around, if you know you've played well, your expectation should be that you play the next game. Yeah. And I think there have been a number of occasions this season, and we've always talked about McGree has been, the, I guess, the case in point. He puts a shift in, he plays well, and then he's, he, gets, he gets bombed out in the next game. So I don't think there's any coincidence that, um, yes, I think he's brought in the right players, and I would highlight Harper front and centre in that. That now he's, he's struck on this formula. I think he can see it. You know, I think we can all see it. And, and maybe this sort of more consistent approach is just helping everybody. So when, when I saw no changes, and I know that I've been, you know, in, in, a, in a utopian world, I would probably have friend in for Dean and and maybe um, uh, Halalovic in for in for Sunjic. But that being said, and um, we'll talk about it, which is a, a good sort of run into the first half. Tom G, how, how, what, what are your thoughts? How the, how the first half played out? I, th- I thought we looked brilliant. Again, you know, I'll go, go back to it, but I thought it was a very similar start to, you know, the Bournemouth game and even the Norwich game, you know. But it's, you know, it's something that is quite annoying, isn't it, as a Blues fan? You know, we, the amount of times we can say we look great in the first half and, you know, a lot of the ball, you know, creating things. But, you know, when I say creating things, I think that's, you know, that's the difficulty with us sometimes. I don't think, you know, we have a lot, we had a lot of the ball, which is good, you know, working really hard. No player was lacking or anything like that. But it's just that bit of quality, you know, to to create like clinical chances, really. I know we had a, a couple in the first half, but, you know, when you compare them to sort of QPR's chance to go 2-0 up, you know, them sort of chances that... I just don't feel like we create enough of them in games, really. As having said that, you know, I think in the first half, you know, as I say, we we looked brilliant, really, and we dominated. And I think, even though you know we've a very defensive, like-minded midfield, you know, I think it does work to our advantage, especially in the first half against teams. I think we've seen that in the last few games, and you know, even Sonny, I don't want to, I really don't want to see him where he's playing. But in terms of pressing, and and you know, I think he's he's front and centre of it all. Yeah, no, no, wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, Tom, what were your thoughts? Um, I'll tell you what, I was actually really happy with the first half, to be honest. I thought 
we'd, we'd played so well, especially early on. But my biggest kind of criticism, I suppose, was we, we all knew we were going to end up conceding. It was one of those where we were playing so well, you it was too good to be true. And you're like, we, we will concede. And then from that point on, you kind of expect the heads to go down, which luckily enough, as we saw towards the end, they didn't quite do that. But we'll get on to that. Uh, no, overall, I thought we created a lot of good chances. I think my only probably critique was the fact that Duke probably would have suited that game a little bit more than Hogan, but I can understand why you'd pick Hogan because he has been in form. So, um, no, it's a tough one, but it's one of those where you, you can just kind of picture that a game would suit a certain player more and we might have had a few better chances because the amount of kind of crosses we were putting in the box we that seemed to be the main objective just cross the ball in the yeah. box or have a go from outside the box um which was refreshing because I think too many times this season we've attempted to just try and walk it in the net and we're not capable of it so it was nice to see you know a bit more drive and looking to score a few more goals from uh, probably a bit more ballsy challenges uh, I suppose in a way but yeah yeah and, and I, th- I think from, from my point of view again we that's I think in, in my world, not Karanka's world, though the last three games and the way we started each one of those against differing opposition, we've been the better side by a country mile. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, we're coming up against keepers that are making just ridiculous saves. And he did, and he just honestly, yesterday again, I did, we, a couple of chances, we didn't do too much wrong. I think, you know, Hogan's had a free header and he's, you know, he's give it, you know, 50 pence head and sort of edited it back where it came. And, and I just thought our build-up play deserves more. But Tom G, I'm with you. It, it, there's this sort of a little bit of a, a, a consistent theme of play really well create chances but they're not really I don't think they're sort of out and out chances <clears throat> no. you know don't get me wrong if you put him in front of you know Aguero or somebody like that then he's probably scoring seven out of ten but we, we just and I think that's because at times Hogan is still a little bit isolated yeah and yeah. I think you know as we're going to go into in a minute I think that changes massively if he could just sacrifice um you know a Gardner or a Sunyage for Halilovic because yeah. as soon as he makes that sub, I know we'll go on to it. But you know that—that's for me when we do create things. Yeah, and before the game, I said to, I said to my lad, I said, you know, the biggest nail of uncertainty in this is just Charlie Austin. Any time he yeah. will score, guaranteed he will. I was surprised uh, they took him off. Couldn't uh, believe yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I would say that he's. Uh, how can I put it? I think he's probably enjoyed lockdown. Let's let's put it that way. He don't look the most mobile, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, but, you know, it's one of those, you never lose that sort of poachers, um, you know, that he, he's born with that. He's scored goals wherever he's been and he's, a, he's an absolute handful. And, and yeah, I, I think across the park, Harper was back to, I think, what, what, you know, the, the, the previous Saturday, thought he was ex- excellent. Um, Bella, again, a constant threat. I don't know what's happened to Pedersen. I don't, don't know what's happened to him. It's a revelation. He, what, the, what is going on? I mean, thank Christ, but, you know, I've gone from a big advocate of getting friend in at left back to Pedersen's first name on the team sheet. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, in fair play, you know, that's what we want. You know, we, we want people to you know, just grow a pair of bollocks and say, well, we're in this, we're banging this and we need to step up. We know what's required. And Pedersen has been an absolute revelation for me, certainly over the last probably four or five games. He's really shown that intense 
and, and I think case in point, he was probably close to man of the match when we beat Sheffield Wednesday. So it's really good. We've got some key players in form now. And, and, and a quick shout out for Clark Salter, who again, was absolutely out of this world for me. Absolutely out of this world. Exactly. So um, m- moving on to the second half, which, I mean, bloody, I went, we'll start <laughs> at the beginning, but there was, there's plenty to pack in. So I'll, uh, yeah, so, so uh, Tom G, what are thoughts on the, on the second half? Yeah, it, I think, you know, it started quite brightly, really. I think from both teams, I think straight away, um, I think we had a corner and Bella just couldn't connect with it and, you know, could have easily been 1-1. And then I think straight off that, down the other end, you know, for me, I thought QPR, there was one moment I thought, you know, again, I thought Jake Clark sort of played brilliant, but there was that one moment where I think he, I think they missed that chance to go 2-0 up. And, you know, at that point, I think if we'd have gone 2-0 down, I think that would have been game over. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think as, as we've seen it before in the Norwich game, I think, you know, they dug in. Um, you know, we, we again, there was nothing in the game, really. You know, it's quite end-to-end for the first 15, 20 minutes. But, you know, you could see you could see that it was crying out for a substitution. Um, and uh, to be honest, it's normally the time when we don't look forward to it when substitution time comes. And I think, you know, just the subs that we made yesterday, you know, it raised a few eyebrows on social media. But, you know... I don't know whether he's got lucky with that, really. You know, Robert's putting that ball into the box there and, you know, it's come off working wonders. But either way, it's happened. And I think, you know, bringing, bringing Halilovic in, into the game, it just changed, changed everything for me, really. I, I know we've spoke about him before, but he just brings a different dimension to our team. Um, I know you said it, you know, it's, I'm not saying comparing him to Grealish, but, you know, the likes of Grealish, Madison, sort of Campwell, you know, that, that is what football is about now for me. You know, you've got yeah. to have two of them players in your side yeah. um, who can play like that if you want to be a good team and compete. Um, again, um, you know, his goal is unbelievable. I think, you know, I don't think I've seen a goal like that for a couple of years at the, at the Blues, really. So, you know, yeah. just, just, to, just to see that one going, mate, it was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, we, we, it shows, doesn't it? You know, in 10 minutes, we turn that game around on its head. Um, and, you know, I think it begs the question of, you know, why can't we play? Why can't we start like that, really, rather than having to wait 60 minutes to put a player like that on? Yeah. Tom, what, what were your thoughts? Um, well, my thoughts were delighted, really, towards the end. Um, I thought, <laughs> you know what? I thought, <laughs> the beginning of the second half, we were awful, to be honest with you. I thought, oh, no, we really do have the heads down. It's going to be a rough one. And for some reason kind of when they had they missed that sitter which by the way can we just talk about Mark Warburton's comment quickly <laughs> what an absolute cry baby it was pathetic listening to him whinge about the pitch we've had to play on that all season how do you think mm-hmm. we feel like uh, just the football we want to try to achieve as well and we're trying to play it on a pitch like that it's like just grow up everyone's had to play on it this season it's not like you're alone that it's just affected you so no, in fairness, Tom, maybe shit. Yeah, that was end of. I mean, I, I hear what he's saying, but they were abject, absolutely abject. And now they were one nil ahead. I mean, he's gone in the dressing room thinking Christmas has come early. So yeah, exactly. whatever he says, I mean, he he can do one. I mean, he's talking out of his ass. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Go on. Exactly. Now I just thought it was really pathetic, a bit low. When uh, really it would have been better for him to take it on the chin, but evidently not. Um, but no, I was really, really pleased with towards the end of the second half because I do think that they were starting to look like the more likely to score. They weren't, they weren't playing well, but they definitely looked more likely than we did. Then out of nowhere, left winger Mark Roberts, what a bloke! Um, <laughs> dings in probably best cross of the season, 
Uh, Ivan Sanchez would be proud of it. And then um, Pedersen's there and it's a quality header. Great finish. But what was nice to see, you know, there was a lot of passion when we scored. But those boys virtually went straight back for the ball. Yeah. They were like, no, come on. We've got, yeah. we got to go and win this now. The driving determination was all there. And then finally, for weeks, we've been waiting from, you know, kind of a sparkle from Halilovic. And you just kind of sat there wondering, is it going to happen? Will it happen? And then it finally happens. And I don't I don't think I've seen kind of a bend it into the far corner goal like that since we had David Cottrell at the club, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, it was it was refreshing because we, we don't don't get that sort of look <laughs> very often. So no, it was, it was brilliant. I thought the substitutions for a change, even though I didn't agree with them at the time, I thought they were effective and fantastic. Mm. So um, no, I, I was delighted and it couldn't have gone much better. Really. I do think we deserve to win because I thought we were better than them. Yeah. I, I think for me, when we went off in the, into the, you know, after the first half, I actually felt sorry for him, for the manager, because yeah. yet again, you know, we've gone in one nil down. It didn't deserve it. I mean, I know, I know you, you make your own look in football, but I mean, Jesus, I mean, he must have felt there's not a lot more I can do. There, there genuinely isn't a lot more than, than, than that that I can do. So my, my, I think my, my feelings went from, you know, feeling for the guy to on 63 minutes, <laughs> hating him. Um, <laughs> because... Again, you, you can you can, it's like a the, the players that you should that you know shouldn't come off invariably is you're making three, two out of the three, you're like you're having a laugh, mate. What 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 are you watching? So Clark Salter for Roberts, yes, it's like for like, and maybe he was thinking about you know the the the, the really effective long throw that Rob Roberts has got that we've never scored. <laughs> I was gonna say we've never even scored off on that one. But, but, uh, yeah, but, but that's the closest we've come. Yeah. <laughs> but, but ironically, I think it was a long throw that was headed back to him for the cross. Yeah. I might be wrong, but it, so he was there. Yeah. So it, it sort of worked in a in a weird way. <clears throat> Gardner coming off, I'd have probably taken Sunic off. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I think the Bella was unlucky to come off and Lecco coming on. So, yeah, I, I, I was, I mean, I, I said on a, on a message last night, boys, that I, I would out myself. I mean, I, I was saying on the text, but I, I definitely can't repeat it on, on here because, um, I mean, it takes it to another level. But, yeah, I, I, just, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. But having said that, just don't underestimate how good. And I, I think... Harper just grew in stature when uh, Lilovic came on because he's thinking, oh, yeah, I, I can definitely play with this guy. And Lecco looked bright. Lecco definitely looked bright. I mean, he, he probably didn't have a massive impact, but he, he looked better than he has done um, when he's come on recently. He just looked a little bit more interested. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely worthy of the, of the, of the equaliser without a shadow of a doubt. And you'd probably expect the plan would be Pedersen to knock it into Roberts, but it was the other way around. So whatever, it, it, it's one apiece. And then, yeah, I'm with you, Tom. We did look hungry to go for the win. Um, and, and, you know, before we equalised, we were bottom three. You know, looking at that live table, we were we were third from bottom. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I, I don't think... I think it becomes incredibly difficult to lose a game like that where you dominate it. Yeah. The world is against you. You know, there's no two ways about it. You, you can dig out the manager, you can dig out the players, but... Again, I, I think we've done more than enough to warrant that equaliser. And then, you know, Hilalovic, 
just the way, I mean, he's so arrogant. It's, I just love it. I hate watching it. You know, you hate the Barry Bannons and the, you know, players like that, but they know they can dictate a game, but they get, they get on the pitch. They know they're good. And Alalovic is the same. <clears throat> and it's interesting that Karanka said post-match that I think he's had a strong word with him and said, look, if you want to start, the reason you haven't made it at Milan and the reason you haven't made it at Barca and all these teams you played for, you're not working hard enough. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, to a degree, fair play to him. But somebody on the commentary yesterday, I wanted to wring his throat. He's, oh, yeah, you know, El Alavich wasn't working back. I don't want him to work back. To, to be honest, don't... mate, I was going to say, I thought there was, a, there was a couple of times yesterday where he was battling and yeah. in yeah. our own half. Of the <laughs> I thought he was fouled a couple of times, but I thought to be because I, I thought that, you know, the reason he doesn't start is obviously his defensive work, isn't it? But, you know, if you've got, why can't we, like as you said, you know, just tell Harper to sit there and, and, and yeah. that's it. Then don't come forward. You just sit there. That's it. End no, there, there was there was a moment in the in the in the second obviously in the second half. He, he was carrying the ball and it looked. I think if it was somebody like Sunic, who was sort of a little bit sort of down a bit of a uh, going down a bit of a, a sort of a, a cul-de-sac, heading towards goal. He had three on him, and I never thought he was going to lose the ball. And he knocked a square pass. And as he knocked it, he went through the player. Do you remember that? And the yeah. ref gave a yeah. free yeah. kick to them. And he was just like obviously incredulous to it. But I don't know, I don't know what the what the what the end game is with him, but you know, I can only and this I know one swallow to make a summer, but what I would say is it feels like a bit of a Dugarry moment. It feels like we've got a talisman. And I don't think for one minute he's gonna start every game. I, I don't, but do you know what? I think that if we, if it's a tight game or, you know, we need to find something and he's there with 30 minutes to go. Guys, we, we've, we've got a diamonds. There is yeah. no no doubt in my mind and I, I couldn't have been happier. I was absolutely ecstatic that he was the guy to, to get the victory because ultimately, if things hadn't have changed, then then ultimately, you know, we, we were definitely staring down the barrel of a, of a, of a, of a defeat and... and you know, I just don't think we'd have got out of it from that. So, to a degree, fair play to the gaffer. My only last, my last, my last thing on on Hogan and, and Clark Salter. They looked mightily pissed off when they got taken off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope in in you know, in, that, in reflection, now we've won, they can see that as a team move rather than. I do. I do think they'll be cheerier that we've won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so leading on to that, let, let's let's sort of look at, I guess, just sort of ranking performances or, you know, just sort of areas of the park. So, Tom, I'll start with you. Do you, do you want to maybe, let, let's throw in Etheridge and the defence into one. Yeah. How, how do you think it sort of, they performed on the day? Etheridge, in fairness, wasn't wasn't really troubled too much. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I think there was only really a couple of moments like they, they had that header in the box in the second half, he comfortably saved. Um, there was nothing he could have done about that first goal, in fairness. Um, and he made he made himself big for the Johansson sitter, and there's every chance he could have saved it if it if he got the shot on target. Uh, but no, overall, I don't think he was that troubled. He he kind of did his job where he could, so it was an average performance. And then for the back four, I'd say for the majority, pretty tight, solid. Didn't make too many mistakes. I do think Maxime Collins should have done better with uh, Charlie Austin. 
Um, Harley Dean probably could have helped a little bit, but it wasn't really his man at the time. Uh, Pedersen, like he's already pointed out himself, uh, should have done better to stop Kane putting in the cross. Um, but I don't, I don't really have much Pedersen, uh, criticism for Pedersen because he was so fat, so good going forward um, on the day. And overall, decent defensively as well. So no, Pedersen definitely brings up the rating and Clark's out always his usual self, good as always. So no, overall, say combined, solid seven out of ten. Um, Tom G, thoughts? Um, yeah, just just same as Tom, really, mate. I'll exactly bang on what I was going to say. Um, I, you know, again, I think I think Colin, I can see what you know, see what you mean with fault for the goal. But I think, again, I know you've seen it a numerous times, John. I think you know sometimes I don't think he's helped out by Sanchez. Um, I think Bella, you know, he he does work back a, a lot harder than than Sanchez, and you know he he did offer a lot of cover at times yesterday to Pedersen. But as you know, as we said at the beginning, I don't think that was. Apart from, I know they had a few clear-cut chances, you know, I, d- I don't think there was too much in it from them, really. I thought we were solid. Um, just the Pedersen was brilliant again. And to get on the score sheet, you know, as a defender, I mean, that just says it all, really. It was a brilliant, brilliant game from him. I thought Dean played well. Um, but again, I just think as long as Jake Clark's alters playing there, I just think whoever plays next to him, he can make it. I think um, Dealey had a bowler, said it yesterday on Blues TV. You know, he just... He, whenever he plays, he just makes people. He just looks our defence and look more solid. Um, so yeah, I'll, you know, I'd agree with that. Really, I'd probably say a seven, eight out of ten. Really. Yeah, I, I think with Karanka, which is which is good news. Um, if we stay up, then I'd like I'd like to think we sign him. I think we need to think, invest yeah. in him. It feels like he's a future captain for me. He's a young lad. I think he, he's a. Uh, uh, like Roger Johnson and and players of that ilk that they're, they're sort of Rolls-Royce defenders, you know, they're, they're, don't get me wrong, he ain't shy of uh, absolutely smashing a, a centre-forward to pieces, which you need to have that. You're great on the ball as well. And um, I, I was disappointed to see him taken off. Um, but obviously, Karanka wanted to get Roberts on the pitch and he's never going to take Dean off. So I suppose that's just the way that it is. My one thing... I mean, overall, Pedersen, different different class. I mean, just amazing. Um, Colin, yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Tom, again. Tom G, just sort of exposed at times. I think the, the two centre-halves were good with, with Clark Salter being better than, than Dean. But Dean wasn't poor in any way, shape or form. My biggest worry now, there were so many times, not just second half, but first half as well. When we go up for corners... And when it breaks down, we are always up against it. Yeah. You watch some of the goals we've conceded or the big chances we've conceded is because everybody goes up and the person left at the back has got no pace. Yeah. Now, basic football, and yeah, again, I've been a manager for you know, years ago, for many, many years. You just need somebody at the back who's going to shut up shop, who's got pace. So somebody like Colin's got pace. Um, trying to think who else. Asunic has got pace. So you've got to have somebody that probably isn't going to score off a corner, that's sat on the halfway line, that if that big ball comes out, he can either take the ball, the player, or obviously just, just what, yeah. whatever, just sort of nullify the threat. And time after time yesterday, we're one-on-one. We're one-on-one at the back, or two-on-two. And I know the game has changed, but given where we are, and given that we 
and I think we all sort of say, oh, you God, they've only had one chance. But it, it, it's, it, when you really critique the game, it's more than that. We were, we were up against it so many times in that second half where, you know, we, I think we did drop lucky because we just, it was too gung-ho. And for, you know, which is a bit of a, you know, the irony given, you know, Karanka's sort of default style. I think when, when we're in shape, we're always defensive. But when we're pushing forward... It's like, you know, kids in a sweet shop. Everyone, everybody, yeah, yeah they, everybody wants to score and there's just no cover at the back. So I think we've got to be mindful of that. And again, that happened with Norwich. Yeah. That, you I know, think, we, we... I, I think, think that, that happens a lot from the throw-ins as well, doesn't it? I think yeah. I've seen that a few yeah. times off that before. And I suppose, you know, at times we... Maybe it's because, you know, that's probably the, <laughs> the only time we actually look like scoring a goal, isn't it? Normally <laughs> off a set piece. But, I, I, you know, I completely agree with you. I think, you know, there's... Just thinking about actually yesterday, I mean that that chance where they went to go two 0 up, you know that was as you've just said from our own corner, and that that just you know shouldn't really be unless you're playing a team like Liverpool, it shouldn't shouldn't really yeah. be happening in football. Mate, it's it's acres and acres of space. That that chance he missed, if you you know if you have a look at that again, virtually there's two players in our half, one defender and one attacker. That's it, and the keeper. Yeah. I mean it's just oceans of space, and you know we. We'll, we'll get away with it when we did get away with it we'll get away with it in this league but I mean Christ we, we need to stay in the league first but if we've got any ambitions of doing anything going forward that that's just naive and I, I don't blame necessarily the defence but I think we need to have somebody that's going to say because the thing with Harley Dean is whenever there's a corner along throw he goes up for it so there's nobody to organise the back so you need somebody that's either centre mid or centre half to say right this is the shape. Stay where you are, because if it breaks, we could be up against it. Yeah. So, again, I'm not going to criticise the defence because you know ultimately I think each one of them was was pretty solid in their own right. I just think we need to get a bit cuter when we are pushing forward because we are massively exposed. Um, and there's only so many times. So you know we've had all the play and they've scored. Well, if you can leave oceans of space, they are going to score. You only need one chance. And that's what we're finding. It's regular theme. Sides we're playing only need one chance, but we're giving them unbelievable chances. Yeah. So I, I think for me, that would be my only maybe slightly negative comment just around shape and just trying to you know, switch on a bit more. Um, Tom G, I'll go with you on, on, on midfield to start off with. What, what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll go the, I'll just go the three cent midfielders at first, mate. It's, I think, you know, it, it, from, from, from the moment we kicked off really in terms of, you know, pressing again and work right. I think, it's hard, isn't it? Because I think I do think them three, Harper, Gardner and Sunjic, I think they've, you know, in the last couple of games, I, I think they've really bossed the midfield at times, you know, between three of them, as yeah. you say, mainly, you know, pressing other players, really, Sunjic and Gardner. I think Gardner was brilliant as well yesterday. I know he was only yeah. on a on a bait the other day and uh, not having shots outside the box. And, you know, he normally, normally nearly scored a good one yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, when you look round at that midfield, I think he's the only one who you'd probably want the ball to pop to on the edge of the box as well, really, where he can have a yeah. go. Um, again, I think, you know, I don't want to criticise him because I think they work really hard. But I just, again, I, I'm more for maybe just dropping one of one of them to Sunnich Gardner and bringing someone else who's a little bit more of a playmaker into the into the picture behind Hogan. Um, again, Bella was absolutely like magnificent first half. I, I think it was, um, I think it was Dicky, wasn't it? He was marking him. I don't think he was enjoying himself in that first 40 minutes anyway. <laughs> Turning him into Getting dicked, yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I think, it, again, it's magnificent. 
I mean, I don't know. I, it must be something to do with fitness with him because I think, you know, he does get to about 60, 70 minutes and you can see him blowing, uh, whether that's just, you know, as much as he can give really. And I don't think we can excuse him because as I say, he, he normally is the bright spark. Uh, Sanchez, I thought, I thought he could have been better really yesterday. I just feel like, you know, there's times where he goes missing on that right wing. Maybe that is because as we said, you know, he has to cut back inside a lot on his left foot. Um but uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought as a midfield, really, I thought we bossed the game, and especially in the first half, um, and in the second half, you know, most of that, I thought we bossed it as well. So I'll probably say a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, Tom, completely agree. I think, to be honest, I think we're more confident attacking down the left than we are the right yeah, yeah. at the moment. Um, and you know that that does come with Pedersen's improved sort of performance. <clears throat> and to be honest, I think. He's the reason why he's kind of turned around his form um, will be, I think he's one of the most affected ones by that banner. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. a very passionate character. We all know that. And, you know, some of the players just needed that. And we're starting to see that luckily enough. But no, in the midfield, I thought, especially Gary Gardner, like we've said, I, th- yeah. I thought it was fantastic. His energy levels were just non-stop. They're really high, getting at them, getting in their face really going for the game. It was a shame to see him go off, but I can understand a little bit why, because QPR had come out and tried to neutralise him a bit because we were playing a lot of football through him. And I think that's the same with Jeremy Bella, really. Uh, We had a lot of luck with Bella in the first half. Um, He's causing them so many problems. So they needed to kind of nullify Gardner and Bella as soon as possible. And then we've taken them off quite early. And I think that was just kind of, switch up the game a little bit and throw QPR off, which in fairness it did. I mean, Mark yeah. Roberts on the left wing, <laughs> that's uh, say no more. <laughs> but no, overall, I thought the central midfielders did their job. Solid sevens for them, wingers. Um, Bella, I'd, I'd kind of give him an eight on his own. And Sanchez, like you say, kind of went missing at times. Uh, but he definitely played his part where he could. Um, got the ball to Lilovic for the uh, the winner. So, uh, no, nah, it's a solid seven as well, really. So, de- decent overall performance. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do. I mean, you, you find yourself contradicting. Well, I certainly find myself contradicting myself when I'm looking at that three now where we were always building a really solid platform. So, you know, we, we're starting games well. We're dictating play. Um I've said for for a while now. I like Gardner because it it, it does mean something to me. He's got he's got everything as a footballer. Mm. Good with the ball at his feet. He's got a good range of passing. He's got a shot on him. He's good in the air. He doesn't take any messing. You know, he's, he really puts his 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 stamps his authority on the game. I think Harper again. He's just growing performance by performance. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think the only worry now is. Can he do the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday? Because I think he was probably not quite as effective um, maybe against Norwich as we would have liked. But, you know, maybe that's because, you know, he's up against a better better class of player. I don't know. But I, I would be reluctant to change those three. As much as I'm absolutely desperate to get Halilovic in um, for the Huddersfield game. We, we said, we got, I'll go back to the Borough game when we won. When you're playing against sides like the QPR definitely like Huddersfield you've got to earn the right first 2025 yeah and Sunich is whether we like it or not it's a sort of he's just a pest he's a menace he's going to be buzzing around he's going to be making it difficult and, and I, I I wouldn't be anyway sort of um disappointed if those three weren't the mainstay 
as much as I'm desperate for to see Halilovic. Halilovic is the sort of player you want in your team when you're pushing for top six. Yeah. He's not necessarily yeah. the guy you want starting when we're, we're still massively looking over our shoulder. But I think those three were great. I, I, as a three, I'd, I would give them an eight. I thought they were, I thought they were really, really solid. Bella, yeah, I, I don't know whether it's fitness or whether he just knows that 60, 70 minutes he's going to get the hook. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I do feel for him because I'd like to see him, you know, complete the 90 and see what sort of threat he can carry. Um, but I thought, he, again, he was exceptional. <clears throat> the, the, the skill that boy has got is, is unreal, uh, ball at feet. So, no, I, again, I thought impressive performance. Sanchez, yeah, I, 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 I would definitely mirror what both of you have said. Um, he, he, sometimes he, he sort of goes down looking for free kicks when he's lost possession. We're, we're definitely on the back foot and he's looking at the ref to give a free kick. There's never been a free kick and you can apologise and sort of go for it as much as you want. But at the end of the day, I just think he's just got to be a bit more solid at times. Yeah. But that's not yeah. to take away from his quality of, of delivery. You know, the guy's the guy's incredibly talented, and I think that he's probably one of the one of the few over the course of the season that's in positive territory for me. Mm. So you know, whether he, he he went missing a bit, he probably did, but I think he does enough to say you know he he is a handful. Um, so so yeah, I, I would I would say probably he was the weakest link out of the five. But that's not by no means to say he was poor. But the thing is, John, it, you know, <coughs> looking at it really, I, I, I agree with you completely there. You know, Sanchez and Bella, and I think you know the only the only one you can probably throw in there is Leco. And I know we're going to come on to him in a minute, but I, I, I think Leco knows himself. You know, he ain't starting over them too. And I think that's judging by his performances when he comes on the pitch. Um, yeah. You know, I just think he knows that them two are starting, doesn't he? As you say, they're, they're both offer more than him. Yeah, and, and you know, but but that's up to him to really when he gets his chance to to change the manager's opinion. Yeah. That's yeah. football. You well, know, there, was every... a, there, there was a bit yesterday. I was I wanted to say this. Sorry, I, I don't know whether you but you whether you two saw it. Um, Leco sort of, I think he just committed a stupid foul just towards our own goal uh, just after you come on and, and Raheem Harper. You know, sort of, you could I don't know what he said. You couldn't hear it. But he basically said, you know, sort it out, mate. Don't be doing things like that again. As soon as he did. That he was, I think that's the thing with Lecco. I think he looks like the world's on his shoulders sometimes. Um, well, I mean, you know, I think it was once I, I, I was buzzing for that signing, um, but I just yeah. think, you know, I just think in terms of, you know, just just show a little bit more like you care. I think sometimes, and I think you know that can go leaps and bounds with supporters. I mean, he's probably got a bit of. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Halilovic in a minute, but Lecco, I think he's maybe one of those players that at seventeen he had the world at his feet. Yeah, and maybe yeah. he thought he cracked it. Well, it's the kids that haven't got the world at the feet at 17 and continually graft that do make it. You know, it's unfortunately, it's not it's not enough just to be, have that sort of shining star as a teenager and then ex- just think everything's going to play out because it, yeah. it just doesn't work like that. And, and Harper's his best mate, you know. And so for Harper to tear him a new one, he probably did think, do you know what? And it's serious. Do you know what I mean? I mean it, this is the thing. I don't some players probably like Lecker. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna just highlight him. Yeah. I think there are other players where I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything to them, but I don't think they appreciate the impact of that stupid challenge or you know, we're we're pressing for the for the win and somebody does something stupid and we end up losing. Yeah. The the, the ripple effect is absolutely monstrous. Yeah. You know, the, way I, not... the, the way I look at it, sorry, is you know, we've got two players, one's on loan from Albion, one signed on a permanent from Albion. The one yeah. who's on loan looks like he cares about his football club more than anyone on that pitch at the minute. 
You know, I, even I, when we scored the goal yesterday, he was the first one to run over to it. It'll be Jeff to yeah. I, I think Harper, just listening to him speak, um, he's had a, you know, obviously he's had a run in a championship side that's got promoted. He probably thought he was going to get a run in the Prem and it hasn't worked out for him. And I think his mentality is, I need to get back there. I need yeah. to start playing football. I need to start putting in consistent performances. Yeah. And, and I just think he's got the appetite for it. And, and let's not forget, I mean, he's a good footballer. Yeah. I mean, he's a very, very good footballer. And um, yeah, as I said, if we can, I'm, and we'll, we'll probably um, sort of move on to strikers, but just just hanging fire with with Harper. That's another one. That's another one with with the Jake Clark Salters, and that you know you're building a spine of a team there. I mean, we've got Hogan for four seasons uh, to go, so he, he sort of nailed on Gardner again as a centre mid. We've got Sunjic, so you, you're sort of building a spine of a team there that. Is, is not a relegation championship side. It genuinely isn't. But unfortunately, no. we're, we're, we're still in the mire, so we've got to get out of it. And, it. and this definitely isn't over yet. But, you know, we'd have certainly taken six points out of nine. You know, let, let, yep. let's, let's look at it that way. So just moving on to, to strikers, start with you, Tom. What, what, just thinking about sort of Hogan and... and... I think um, it's, it's, it's a tough one, really. I think Hogan really struggled throughout the game. Uh, the chances that were coming his way weren't his ideal chances. You know, they're not they're not really his fox in the box kind of poacher goals. Um, I think one time I remember in the first half, probably particularly good moment for him. He had some really really good interplay with uh, Sunjic and Bella, yeah, um, just on the edge of the box, and then you're just there like shoot, just shoot, come on. And then he doesn't he kind of messes around with it for a bit. He's taking too long, and then he's pressured off the ball, and the chance is come and gone. Yeah. Um. So no, I think to be honest, I think he just struggled with the physicality of QPR. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, just quickly as well, I think QPR will have looked to target him in particular, not because you know he's a man in form for us, but because he's ex-Brentford, and that the QPR fans don't particularly like him. Because I mean, I don't know if you remember last season, but um, he he mouthed a few words to their fans. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> so no, <clears throat> I think that's one player <clears throat> they'll definitely want to eliminate. So. Uh, I wasn't all too surprised that he didn't have the game of his life, to be honest, yeah. for those yeah. reasons. And, and sort of out of 10, what would you give him? Um, I'd, I'd say a six. He didn't really do anything wrong, but didn't do much right. Yeah. Okay. Tom G? Yeah, I, I don't want to say him too critical here. Um, <coughs> because, I, you know, I, I was never I never, I was never was a striker. You know, I've never played up front in my life. Um, I was a midfielder. So, but I find it, I find it difficult to watch. You know, I think... It, it definitely we are in terms of his work right again you know I can't knock the guy I think he's absolutely yeah. you know he, he's really working hard but I think it's a very difficult difficult position to play definitely for Blues as well at the minute you know with the way we're playing and I just think I know there was a couple of times where Tom said you know he's going down the, the left hand side right hand side linking up but the problem is then you know you've got no one in the box have you when that happens and yeah. I, I just I don't you know no disrespect to Cranker but I don't I think we all know this anyway but you know I don't think he's renowned for, you know, making, I suppose, you know, he, he did a lot, was it Troy or Ray was there, but it doesn't, you know, I don't really know any strikers who've been on fire, you know, who, who he's had before. Probably he's one at Middlesbrough because I got promoted, but 
I just, I don't, I, even when, even if Jukovic was playing, I know the game probably would have suited him a little bit more, which I agree with Tom, you know, in terms of crosses. But I don't know, I just feel like, you know, you look around in other teams in the Championship, even, you know, QPR, they've got Charlie Austin. You know, you look at the teams towards the top, Pookie. Yeah. You, know, uh, you look at Brentford. There's, there's no one, I just don't see anyone, you know, who's got that real something about him. Um, and I think Hogan, again, I think he's, you know, he'll be a comfortable, comfortable championship player throughout his career. And there's no doubt about that. And he'll be a lot better than ever I was. But I just think, you know, going forward, again, I'll, I'll say, and I know a few people disagree with this, but just chuck that kid on that we've got for 20 minutes at the end. Because yeah. as we all know, there's, Simmons, you know, you, yeah. yeah, you know, if, even if he, you know, it's a ball and it goes 20 yards over the bar, or I, I don't even care. I just want to see something, someone with a bit of talent and, you know, something raw about him, just, you know, just to, just to have a go at teams. I mean, but, just I, sorry, thought... I just agree with Tom. Sorry with the writing. I went off a bit on tangent yeah. there, but I agree with, you know, I think in terms of work writing that he definitely deserves a six, but I just don't think he's playing in a side where it suits him at all. 100%. But I think quick fun fact for you there, actually, I know, um, you mentioned about Karanka having top scorers and strikers. I knew you was going to say this one, mate. Go on. Uh, at Middlesbrough, <laughs> uh, David David Nugent in the season they got promoted was his top scorer. He only scored Brilliant. eight eight goals. Yeah. So that's two more gonna, than Hogan's was, on right now. So, I thought he was going to do me over then, Tom. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> to be honest, Hogan's stats add up. If if that's the way Karanka wants to play, then they add up. Um, because Karanka is clearly a man that likes goals from all over the pitch. So uh, as much as we'd like a 20-goal-a-season striker, um, looking at how Karanka has played previously, you can't expect him expect him kind of to play that way. But what was different for him at Forest was he kind of ended up with that 20-goal-a-season striker in Graben, who was yeah. constantly in form and banging in the goals. However... The, you know the results still weren't going particularly how he wanted them to, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't play bad. You know they were seventh, but um, I think that's why you see the differing spells um, between his time at Middlesbrough and his time at Forest. You know at Forest he's got a goal scorer at Middlesbrough he's he's got a team of goal scorers. Yeah. So um, I think that's what he wants to bring to Blues. He wants to kind of bring that Middlesbrough mentality where he can get everyone chipping in with a goal here and there. So no, I. As much as I want to see Hogan bagging loads of goals, I, I'm not expecting it of him because of our style of play. But I do think Cosgrove might suit this team quite well if he eventually gets a game. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. Um, I, I think I think that Hogan. Hogan I mean, as, as a as a goal poacher, um, yes, and said sort of from about five yards out, should have done better. Should have done better. He had loads loads of time yeah. to, to do something better with that. I think Hogan's biggest problem at this moment in time, and as I said earlier, if you've got Halilovic playing just in that sort of, um, I'm not going to say 10, but he's, he's in the more advanced of the three. And, and let's set the scene sort of, I don't know, this time next season, we sat eighth, we're five points off the playoffs. Hogan's getting a shitload of chances. I promise you. Yeah. The, 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 prob the problem that we've got, and I don't think St Andrews helps him, it's so narrow yeah, I think, uh, Middlesbrough is a massive pitch, and if he plays him, because he's a he's a, so good off the shoulder at centre offs, he's so good in between four back and centre half. He can't do that at St Andrews, though. No, you can't, mate. That's no. what I'm saying. It, it's just not. It's just not there for him. The goals that he'll score at Blues are going to be the nasty, horrible tappings that you know are just as good as you know a 25 yard screamer top corner. But I think when we play 
um, on those bigger pitches where there's just acres in behind. I think he will come into his own. For me, if, I, if we were having this conversation before the Man City game, I was ready to say, you know, just leave him on the bench and let him rot. But, <laughs> but I, 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 I just think since then, I'm, I've seen a guy that's got an appetite for it. Um, I don't think the way we set up is, and, and so I'd agree from the Karanka point of view, the way we set up at the moment helps him a great deal. But I think as this team evolves, and, and you know, you, 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 we, we, when we say the likes of, you know, Austin and Pukki, um, the lad at Brentford that's got about 10,000 goals this season, that's because he's getting the service. You give Hogan service on a consistent basis, I promise you, he's a 20-goal-a-season striker. What is, but, and I think over recent weeks, we've become better. So he's, he's had more chances to score. So I'd be massively reluctant to, to, to get him out the side. Uh, I, said to, I said to my lad last night, and I might have said it on a text, I'm so, I just think the way that this team is now evolving, I think the time for Duke is, I wouldn't say it's over, but, you, you know, we're not, apart from when he does his bloody substitutions and we start in 40-yard diags and you need a Duke, I think in a normal sort of way of play, it's just not going to suit him. Um, and that's not to say he's not a good footballer, because I think he is, but he's definitely the, you know, he fits a Gary Rowett style, he fits a more direct style. Um, and I'm, I'm, it makes me sound like Blues of bloody Brazil 1970, and we're, we're bloody far from that. But I just think we've got a very deliberate build-up of play now, um, and you need somebody that's going to be darting off and making those runs into those horrible spaces where defenders don't want to be. Um, <clears throat> best game, no. I think, he, I think he, you know, in top form, he probably could have sniffed a goal out yesterday. Um, and, I, and I didn't like seeing his... I know players react. If they give a shit, then nobody likes getting getting taken taken off, um, certainly in a game like that, of that importance. And I was a bit disappointed to just see his reaction. But I think it's a human one, and, and I would hope that... Um, I definitely want him to start in the next game, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I think we've, we've just got something now that we've just got to commit to and keep keep going at. But no, I would say a six because I think he, he missed a decent chance and he, he was getting pulled into positions that he shouldn't be in. Um, but no, so that's, so that's that. And then and we look at the the substitutions, which yeah, I think Karank has been at pains to say it worked. You know, well, you know, Sod's Law says one, at one time it was going to work. Um, yeah. But I, I will give him some credit. I will give him some credit. So... Uh, Tom G, your thoughts on the on the subs? Yeah, I think you know. I think as I said before, Matt. I think at the time we, I was looking at it, thinking, "Oh God, here we go again. We're going to lose like three 0 or something now." But <laughs> I think um, I'm not going to get too carried away because it has been once and we've come back. But you know, them changes definitely turned that game around in the last ten minutes, whichever way you look at it. Um, and I think that's all I'll say. If we do it again, mate, in the next game and it works again, then uh, then you know maybe it's something to build on. But Again, it's it's very strange, isn't it? You know, I think I think a lot of people would look at it if they didn't ever, you know, see a Karanka team before and see, you know, him bringing a centre half on it. You know, when you're losing a game one nil, it just it doesn't it just goes against football, doesn't it? But as I said, it worked yesterday. Um, so you know, if it works again on Tuesday, mate, then uh, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, Tom, what do you think about the subs? Um, at the time, I didn't agree with them. I thought. Fuck's sake! It's another bloody Karanka. 
<laughs> to be fair, I, I think fuck's sake was probably the most watered down version of everything everybody was saying. Yeah. It, it, it was like a blitz of sea bombs across bloody uh, social media. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was just how I felt. I just thought, oh, great, here we are. Same old, same old. At least it's not San Jose, I suppose. But, you know, credit where credit is due. They worked. Mark Roberts has turned out to be the next Ryan Giggs. Uh, I just, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really expect the game to pan out like that. But I think I mentioned it earlier. You know, the subs threw them off. They they didn't know where to kind of look to. <laughs> the subs, the subs were that even, random. Even they were thinking, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the you know the subs were that random. It's a bit it, of reverse it, psychology, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the subs were that random. It threw them off, and they didn't know what to do with themselves. They were like, "Oh shit! They've just taken off their best two players. Oh, this should be a breeze, but fuck! Who do we yeah, man, now? What, what do we do here?" Um, and I, do you know, what? I think that's just how it turned out. It was one of them where it was a stroke of random genius. Um, but uh, credit where credit is due, the subs won us the game, surprisingly. Um, but no, it's about time that his subs worked because they've, they've just always not really, have they? So uh, Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, he, he's, he's turned Mark Roberts into a left winger and he's persistent with Valerie to play right wing. It, it's uh, yeah, baffling. I mean, I think from my point of view, this, as I said, the shining light, I'm not going to... Yeah, Roberts, fine. Great cross, fair play to him. Uh, Leko looked a bit more interested. Valerie wasn't on for long enough. Um, but Alalovic, I mean, the guy's different gear. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. different, different gear. <clears throat> My question for you, though, on Halilovic, like, even though he had such a good game, uh, would would you start him or would you prefer to keep him as that kind of gem on the bench? Like, like I said, mate, I think if we were starting the season, his first time on the team sheet... Yeah. I, yeah. I just think we're in such a precarious position. You don't that, want to change it. Well, we're just playing cloggers. We're playing fucking Uddersfield, you know. You, you you can't... And I suppose it is a bit of a contradiction, but I think we've 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 sort of lumped on a set, a way of playing now where, you know, as I said, we, we are starting games where we're getting on the front foot, we're dominating games first 20. What we need to see now is that domination turn into goals, because it isn't. Yeah. So... It, so I would say not, not we get to a point where we've dominated the game again and we're not getting the goals, then I think for the Saturday, absolutely, he starts. Because there's no point doing the same thing and saying, oh, you know, you can hear Karanka saying it, we're the best side. Well, it doesn't matter whether you're the best side. It's goals that count. And if by playing the way we play, we're ineffective, it's not working. There's no point yeah. looking pretty if we're not going to get yeah. the end result. So... Um, I don't again as long as everybody's fit and nobody's too leggy then then I wouldn't start him um, and I hate saying that because why wouldn't you start your best player um, and he, he's potentially going to be our best player um, I, I, I would I would be over the moon if he plays him because I think that sends out an, an unbelievable signal you know the intense the, the you know the desire the want to play who would you take out though oh Sunic 100% you know, you just you just have Gardner and Harper doing the grind. Um, they're, they're both good in the air. They both get the tackles in. You know, you, for me, I'd probably have Gardner probably more more defensive than Harper because Harper can just really get that <laughs> that ball moving. 
Um, so that would that would be for me that would be the obvious change. I, I don't think you can take Gardner out because he gives you so much presence. You definitely can't take Harper out because he's anyone who can actually kick a fucking football. Yeah, um, for me this might sound a bit strange, but um, you're going to put him on the right, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I yeah, yeah. I take out Sanchez based on the fact that last few games he's not really been in the games. He's been a bit ineffective, and if Halilovic, you know, wants to cut into a, on his stronger left side, then be my guest, chuck him on the right, see how he fares. You know, there's there's no harm in giving it a go, so I, I don't see why not. No, and I, 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 I wouldn't be adverse to that because I mean, my only argument would be. Collins exposed yeah. and Hilalovic is not particularly strong defensively, but to be fair, neither Sanchez, so it's like for life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, all, you, all you're doing is you, you're probably getting more quality, but you've, you've got the same risk. Mm. Um, so, I, I again, you know, you chuck, it's just, we've seen it with other players being a prime example. Certain footballers, and they just need to be in and around everything. They've got to be in the middle of everything. And when you put somebody on the right, certainly with Karanka, he ain't going to say, play on the right and keep... Well, he's going to say, play on the right and keep your shape. And what Lilovic is going to do, well, fuck that. I'm just going to go and get the ball and do what I want to do. And when you yeah. play central, you've got enough cover in every position behind yeah. you and to the side of you to not sort of... It doesn't matter whether he gives it away or not. Um, <clears throat> but again, I, I wouldn't... If he's on the team sheet, I'm over the moon. I just think that it's a bold move given where we are. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't slight him for it because he's positive. You know, you chuck him in the side. How can he not be positive? Exactly. Um, so yeah, we, I guess we'll we'll sort of see on that. So which I think he's now a, a very good. Actually, Tom G, what were your thoughts? Would you play him? I was just thinking there, Matt. Is I think listening to both. Yeah, it's it is such a fifty-fifty move, and it because. I think if you see the game or it doesn't pay off or, you know, he gives a ball away and they score, he's going to get absolutely slated for it. Whereas, <laughs> exactly. uh, for that reason, you know, for changing the team. Um, but on the other hand, I, I'd never really thought about that, to be honest. I think if you are going to play him, I think, you know, as you both just said, like... Um, but I think if, you, you know, if it was me and I was going to play him, I, as you, you know, as you just said, John, I'd probably take Sonny Joe. But... Because I think at the start of the season, I, I'm not saying, you know, I liked him playing really, but there was Clayton and Sunyage who played together as a two yeah. at the back four. But he seems very reluctant to have done that since. Um, you know, it, it seems to be three centre midfielders, but you'll have like the two um, two and a one or a one and a two. Um, yeah. To be honest, you know, I, I thought it was working the way it was. So if, I think if you are going to play him, I think, you know, you've either got to take Sunyage or Gardner out. Um so, to put him in, sorry. But again, I think, you know, with, with the nature of the games at the minute and who we're playing on Tuesday, I can completely, you know, see what you mean in the sense of it It might not, you know, it might not pan out. And then he's, you know, it's a game that we've we've lost maybe. So I think, I think, and again, you know, he could be one of these who's just a really good impact player. I mean, you know, I haven't really, I think we've only seen him once from the start um, and he wasn't brilliant. I know he was carrying a knock, but... You know, there is a lot of players renowned in the career who, like you say, come off the bench and do things like that. So, but I don't, I don't think he'd want to be stay at us for the long term if that's what he was going to be. No, I, I think that <clears throat> it, it is a very tough call. There's no two ways about it. And I actually don't think Karanka would get panned if he played him simply because mm. he's a sort of player that people want to see. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly, you know, he, he's. As we said, he slotted a goal that's probably going to be on the the highlight reel for the season. Very Sanchez much. can be that gem on the bench as well, though. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I suppose, Tom, going back to a point you made earlier, which is, you know, we started to get crosses in yeah yesterday. A lot of it was coming from Bella, in my view. Um, and I think if you play Halalovic, he's going to be a lot more inclined, I believe, to. He, he, he doesn't tend to, he can beat a player, but he tends to beat a player with his pass and move rather than with Sanchez, which is, it's all the balls always at his feet. I, I, ju- I just think if, if Halilovic plays, Hogan's more in the game. I ju- yeah. That's a, just my feeling. I think there's going to be more dynamic balls that are going to be slotted on the ground, where Sanchez is very much a get a yard, whip it in merchant. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I Again, you know, it, it, it's nice that we're, we're sort of having this type of debate because it's we're not talking about where's the next win coming from. We're talking about how can we take this on to the next stage. Yeah. Um, we, we, so, uh, we, which I think, you know, leads us into the game on Tuesday away at Huddersfield. Massive. Um, it is massive. It is massive. And, and I think that, you know, if we look at the Chef Wednesday 70 minutes, Norwich for 60 minutes, I would probably chuck in virtually the entirety of the game yesterday because uh, I don't think we were ever poor. I just think we got unlucky. Yeah. We got a bit of luck with the with the goal that uh, whether the chance that you know Warburton thought was uh, you know absolute sacrilege that we got a bobbly pitch. But I think outside of that, we were by far the better side and we deserved the victory. So I'm going to start with you, Tom G. But just thoughts about this game coming up? Just just around I guess the magnitude of it, the impact, and and sort of. I think we've touched on maybe the side we've picked, but, you know, just to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think, to be honest, I think, you know, we've, we've got to start with that same side again, really. I think, you know, as we said before, consistency just seems to be key. Um, and I know it's tough, as I know, I've just said with Halilovic, and, you know, it's hard to bench a player when they've just scored a winning goal like that. But as you say, knowing what Karanka's done all season, I don't think that will change from the starting lineup, And I don't disagree with him, really, in, in that sense. Um, obviously, it's a you know it's a massive game. Uh, two points below him. I think if we win and Coventry don't win, you know we can go up to nineteenth. You know, which you know I mean just looking over, and we've already got sort of five point gaps. So you know that it could take it up to eight points, which you know I think you know then 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 we maybe can play. You know, Cranker may be able to you know, with a couple more wins under our belt. We can you know start Halilovic or look at different things. Um, but like you say, at the minute we're in a position where we do need to to beat the teams around us and. I think it was the game last time we played Huddersfield at home. Um, classic, classic Blues game, you know, where we was 1-0 up and yeah. kind of half-time coming. We lost the game 2-1 at the end. It was a bit like that Wickham game, wasn't it? And yeah. um, again, in that game, you know, I don't, I, we didn't create much and, you know, we didn't look good. But I think, as I've said on previous pods, mate, we've, we've, we've got to beat Huddersfield, really. I mean, you know, the teams around us now, it's getting towards crunch time. And I just think, I know they're, they haven't been on a, a brilliant brilliant run and form themselves but I just think you know you've got to give yourself that breathing space and you know it'll just it'll just lift it'll just give you so much positivity around us I think you know in terms of fans players everything really it'll just give us a massive lift if we can win that game yeah yeah Tom we win I believe we stay up personally um which is crazy because honestly, two weeks ago, I'd have felt like nailed down. We were League One. It's great, isn't it? Exactly. It's like, Brilliant being a boost. <laughs> I could not have pictured us turning it around like this. Um, and, you know, if you'd said six, six out of nine points for the last three games we just had, I'd have bitten your hand off. I couldn't believe it. I'd, for me, I think with Huddersfield, the scary thing is 
they either turn up and put four yeah. past you or they turn up and go, here you are, five goals. Yeah. And it, it, there's been no in-between for them this season. It's been such an up-and-down, rocky road for them. And it really just depends on what Huddersfield Town kind of come up with on the day and yeah. how they approach the game. Because I believe if we take the game to them, then they'll crumble. Um, yeah. But if we decide to sit back and let them come on to us, um, then... I don't think it'll end nicely for us, really. Um, but having said that, you never know. However, we will have to take our chances that night. There's no doubt about it. That is, I think this is just as big as the Sheffield Wednesday game was. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I think, sorry, Tom. I, ju- I just wanted to mention this. You know, just looking right. now. I think after the um, after that game, you know, we got Barnsley, Bristol, Reading, Watford, Swansea, Brentford. So Tough games. I've just I've only just realised that and carry on, mate. But we've got to win this game. Exactly, we, we've got to win the six pointers before we go into these tough games because realistically if we hadn't picked up the six points we had and then we were going into those those runner games I wouldn't I wouldn't be feeling confident at all I'd be like right league one how's life and (laughs) you know I I wouldn't feel that confident but I do think we can pull off a victory against Huddersfield I'm confident we can we've just got to play it the right way but if we do win then fair play to Karanka because in fairness I don't think I've seen a Blues manager especially in recent times who, uh, you know, a lot of managers that have been sacked before him under TTA yeah. uh, or Dongren, if, if you will, uh, they, they've had better runs of form than Karanka and still been sacked. And <laughs> excluding Gary Rowett, you look at the ones that were sacked for bad runs of form, they've probably still had a better run of form than Ito Karanka's had this yeah. season. But I think um, I think that's the problem with football, though, and it might, I think sometimes, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, there was a moment yesterday, you know, after we won the game, and I actually sat there and I thought, you know what, like, I, I, you know, I do hope people, I know, I've, you know, I haven't been his biggest fan over recent weeks, but I think there was that question of can he get the team to, you know, get fired up, and I think the last three games, you know, he's whether it's him or whether it's the players, you know, I don't know, but you know, he, he must have done something in getting getting them fired up, and I think, you know, I, I, I would love to see him turn this around and you know be the manager next year because I think John said previously and you've said, you know, we. There's, it's not a, a thing with Blues and the managers, is it? You know, we, we could, we've had every different manager under the sun now. And I think, you know, we, if we can really get behind someone and he can build something, then, you know, brilliant. Probably getting a two ahead of myself here. Except, no, I completely agree with you. I do think, you know, we've had too much change in recent years. So I, I really hope this works out under Karanka. And if he does win on Huddersfield, I do believe we can look at calling it a turnaround. And we've just got to finish the season comfortably from there. But if, if we do stay up and we do it comfortably, then fair play, what a turnaround. And, you know, although the players we have on the pitch, you know, you, you've got to say maybe we should be doing better. But I think Blues is a team that needs fans. And, you know, I don't think we can give him a, a fair run until he, one, he's had a proper pre-season and two, we're back in the stadium. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think from my point of view, I'm, I'm not going to... It's very easy, isn't it? Because it's just just a motive situation and and, and where we're at. And it's easy to be, the world's coming to an end when you don't get the the result you want or, you know, know, we're we're the best things in sliced bread when we do. So from a Karanka point of view, yeah, just again, talking last night, you know, the perfect storm is he keeps us up and he's our manager next season. Um, However, I will temper that with... um, 
I think he's learning on the job. Even though he's a very experienced manager, I do think there's an element of learning on the job because, you know, the the Norwich game, it was his fault. I said it on the last pod and I absolutely yeah. stand by it. And if he'd have got canned for it, I, I certainly wouldn't have lost any sleep over it. I can promise you that. Um, and the difference this week versus, well, this game um, and victory versus the, um, versus the Norwich defeat is Halalovic. Mm. End of, you know, he brought San Jose on. Just a bit of shit. quality. Yeah, he brought San Jose on. He was shit. And, and it was brought... an attacking sub. Yeah, mate. And, you know, let's go back to Sheffield Wednesday. He brought Alalovic on. Guess what? Started the run for the... It's not fucking rocket science. So there's an element of, yes, of course, I want stability. Yes, of course, I want Blues to stay up. And I wouldn't mind him being the manager. But he's got to learn... That sometimes, and yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I thought the substitutions were brilliant yesterday because I didn't. I wouldn't have taken yeah. Jock Clark Salter off. I wouldn't yeah. have done that. But he, I think he probably has earned a little bit of luck. I don't. I don't buy. You know, we go back to the Wickham and the Cov games when we were, you know, outplayed them and everything else. That was total bollocks. We didn't deserve anything, and we got mm-hmm. what we what we deserved. But I think now, certainly since the Chef Wednesday game. And the Norwich game to a degree, and yesterday there's a pattern developing. And now whether we can turn it, a, a, you know, call it a turnaround yet, we can't. Um, but the way that we've played, I ain't worried about that tough run of games because it doesn't matter who we play. At times, we we you know we we get a lion's share of the game. It's just what we do when we've got it. We tend to um, fare better against the big side. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm not really asked about that. I look at him. I mean, you know, the dad worry about Barnsley. The dad might as well just stop fucking supporting football teams. <laughs> you know, okay. You know, they play good football, but yeah, big deal. You know, you, you know, we, we, I believe, you chuck us against Barnsley, we should be saying, okay, this is fair play. You know, we've got we've got a decent chance here. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. I, I am very much. This is a marker now. This is it. Uh, and I, I know we've said this is it so many times for the season, but <laughs> Tuesday is so big because can we say we've turned a corner if we win? Definitely. Do the do the players grow in stature if we win? A hundred percent. Do we then go into those next run of games? And those sides are thinking, Jesus Christ, they've won three out of four. They they, yeah. they took the piss out of Norwich for sixty minutes. It, it, this is not a side that people want to be playing. And I can promise you, Huddersfield will look at us and go. Yeah, pretty much Dick Sheffield Wednesday in a must-win game. They've got another one now. So they've got we've got a point of reference. Yeah. We have got a point of reference to take it to him and beat him. So I just I do hope he keeps the same side. I, I as much as I'm desperate, for, I think Ililovic's time will come. You know, hopefully they'll be playing some pretty abject sides in April. And I just hope he can come in and take the piss for a month. And then, you know, we are we are off <laughs> the table and we've got a hero on our hands. And you know, if we can sign him, then my God, can you imagine if we finish sort of 13th or 14th? Halilovic has banged in, I don't know, five or six, the same amount of assists, and the whole world changes. So, yeah. Yeah, but I'm with you, Tom. Yeah, two weeks ago, I was ready to jump out the window, and now it looks, it looks, uh, it looks totally <laughs> different. But that, nothing changes. You know, we'll fucking lose to Huddersfield or beat Barnsley. It's just yeah, the way yeah. it is. It's the way yeah. it is. And that's why I love supporting them. Yeah, so that's, that's, so, that's something my dad would say that right there, mate. Honestly, yeah. absolutely nailed so, it. Just do the double over Brentford this season. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And then we'll, could, get, well, we'll, we'll could, lose could, Rotherham. Could, not can we not? Can we not play Brentford on the the first game of the season anymore? <laughs> Being one nil, so we all get carried away. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Well, um, just going to finish off with a, a score prediction, lads. So, um, Tom, I'll start with you. What, what do you think about uh, Tuesday night? <sighs> 
oh no, I don't, I don't want to come out and be like, I say we're going to win and then we, we don't because that would be something that would happen to me. But in fairness, my luck has been up recently, especially yesterday. Blues won and I bagged 200 quid on a Twitter competition. So I fancy myself at the moment. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say 2-0 Blues. Nice, nice. Tom G, thoughts? I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I did have two one yesterday, um, so I, I also had five nil because I didn't dream that was never <laughs> going to happen. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to win. I think yeah. I think we'll win three one. Um, I, I really like what I'm seeing, um, but that's with the caveat we got to get that early goal. This side gets an early yeah. goal; it's anything. I'm telling you, um, because if we can get a goal in 20 minutes, he can't change it. Yeah. So, we, you know, we, we, we will just keep that pattern of play. And if we go 2-0 up at half-time, then he'll probably make the changes that we don't, don't want him to do. But I, I, I just, I think they've, I think the penny's dropped with them. I do. I think the penny's dropped. Huddersfield's a huge pitch. And it, I, I just think yeah. it's going to play into our hands. I wouldn't change the team. Um, and then, you know, we can get the Croatia Messi on, a, you know, an hour in and just, just show, show everybody what he's about. And... Um, I think for me that that would be uh, very much is the turning point. Then it is that if we win this, I'm not saying it's over because it, it isn't over. Um, but my God, what, what a difference sort of ten days makes. You know, it'd be unbelievable. So, uh, so yeah, on that on that sort of relatively positive note, uh, boys, thanks so much for joining us um, and me. It's that's been fabulous. Um, and and yeah, you know, we 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 push on now to Huddersfield. And I just hope next time that we get together, we're having a similar conversation and we're saying, right, Barnes, let's have a bit. Yeah. Um, but until now, everybody, once again, thank you so much for downloading the pod. I hope you've enjoyed it. Another really solid performance by Blues and finally got the bit of luck that we deserved. And we can take that up into, into Huddersfield on Tuesday and, and see where we can take it. And, you know, again, a massive three points. But between now and then, thank you very much. Stay safe and keep right on. Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24 seven, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.